Well, I hope you've enjoyed the last few years in our industry, because the next few years, well, they are probably gonna suck. Okay, perhaps that's being a bit dramatic, but it's pretty clear now that this market downturn will not be like the others. I mean, I'm no economist, but the people who play economist on TV and the news, they keep telling me this. And while I'm not an economist, I know that much of the market, at least the venture capital market, is driven mainly by one thing. No, I'm not talking about wearing Patagonia vests to expensive dinners, although that's undoubtedly an important part of VC life. But no, VCs are mainly driven and invest with confidence because of confidence. And right now, confidence, well, it's pretty much at all-time lows. But how did we get here? Well, my personal opinion is the writing was on the walls for a long time. We have simply been ignoring the signs all around us, but can you blame us? We have, after all, been in a bit of a fog, at least for the last two years with everything going on. But really, the bigger problem is that the days of creating market-making businesses, such as Airbnb or Tesla or Uber, well, they're kind of gone. Instead, we've kind of been reduced to creating and funding lesser derivatives of yesterday's innovations, aka the Uber of X. I mean, furthermore, exactly how many different enterprise HR SaaS tools can the market really absorb before someone, <laughs> some brave soul, shouts enough? Of course, when valuations are only going up, 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 and the M&A market has been as hot as it has been, no one is going to stop to say anything. It's really much easier just to point to all these charts that are going up and to the right and go, nice. So yeah, I hate to say it, but innovation in our industry, it seems like it might have actually died a few years ago but we just kept chugging along. The COVID slowdown was perhaps a chance to reboot and build anew, but instead, most people just sat home on their ass and they either traded or they built completely useless crypto things. This is basically what 99% of Web3 is now becoming, whether we like it or not. It's completely useless and these things have no value to anyone. I mean, actually, in a lot of cases, it seems like these are like weaponized Ponzi schemes, and that's being nice. For the other non-Ponzi innovations in crypto, they are, as the saying goes, art for artists, or more simply said, extreme navel-gazing technology. It's kind of actually a bit unfortunate to see so many smart people building so many dumb things, but I don't really blame them either. As previously mentioned, there really was just no innovation left to be found in Web 2.0, so naturally, they all hopped on the next big trend. That all being said, and you know, let's maybe stop this negative spiral of a rant to say that this downturn was probably needed and dare I say overdue. That's really the natural cycle of our industry. It booms and it busts and it booms again and you guessed it, it busts once more. This is actually my third bust in the tech industry with the first going all the way back to 2000 and 2001. I was still pretty young and naive so my understanding of what was happening was pretty limited. What I do recall was a super overheated public market and then of course the events of 9-11. Things were already starting to get bad in 2000 and by 2001 and once those buildings fell, well so did the hopes and again that pesky confidence in our industry fell along with it. I remember thinking, oh, well, this sucks. I'm just getting started in my career. But I knew what had begun was really just that, the beginning. The internet had already changed our lives, and still, we all knew that was kind of just the genesis of what was actually possible. So I kept tolling away, learning to build websites and set up networks or servers, and before you knew it, I was making more money
money than all my friends and generally having a great time. Back then, if you knew anything about computers or networks, well, you never really had to worry about work, <laughs> regardless of the economic situation around you. Fast forward to 2008 and the walls came down yet once again. I had by then significantly leveled up my skills and I made the move from traditional IT into the wonderful world of startups. I was no longer on my knees running network lines and instead on my knees, figuratively, by the way, for venture capitalists trying to create value at a few different startups. When that downturn came, I thought, oh, crap, I was just starting to make some waves and I was really getting ready to do my own startup. There was much talk about the quote, sky is falling at the time, but I actually don't recall this downturn lasting very long or impacting our industry that much. If you look at charts for investments and valuations at the time, yeah, you do see a small dip, but uh, it was kind of more like a divot, with both of those cranking back up into the right soon after that. For me personally, the job opportunities, well, they only got better and better, and before I knew it, I had raised $3 million for my own startup. So in hindsight, there's all this talk about, oh, the best companies are built during a down market. Often we reference Airbnb and Dropbox for the time. But I don't see 2008 as a hugely down market. More of a correction, really, mainly because we were building way too many useless Web 2.0 social media startups. Any business with like decent unit economics and real tech innovation did just fine. <clears throat> Sound familiar, Web 3.0 people? Better uh, watch out for that one. All right, now I've just only done some personal ranting without providing much help or advice for the many founders out there who are no doubt a little bit worried. I feel that there's already been so much quote unquote thought leadership from the VCs on Twitter, so let me try to say something that they are not saying. To start with, and to my first time founders, with a business that's kind of been sputtering along for the last few years, well, if you haven't at least found a little bit of product market fit and some revenue growth by now, I'm sorry to say, I don't think you have any chance in the short term. For you, that means it might be time to just stop and quit. <laughs> yeah, I know, this is counter to most things you're going to hear where everyone says never give up. However, things are a bit different right now, so maybe it's okay to think a little bit differently. Previously, you perhaps had access to at least some capital, and you also had consumer and business spending confidence at super high levels. That made it much easier for you to test things out or get some pilots, and you just had enough capital to keep the lights on. Going forward, I don't think you'll have any of that, and it won't be for a year or two, maybe three, until you get some of these things back. So the road ahead, that is normally tough and fraught with many challenges, it is going to be grueling to say the least. So you just really have to ask yourself, are you up for that? And let me just say, it is okay to throw in the towel and to give up. Again, I think VCs will never say this because really they only care about generating returns, even if that is at the expense of their founders. Oh, and I'm sure many of them will disagree with that statement, but um, I hear differently behind closed doors. It is certainly less rosy than what they tweet. Hashtag winky face emoji. For the businesses that do have something going on and a little bit of momentum in your revenue, there's probably little to say that hasn't already been said. I mean, I guess I would double down on the statements of hunker down and make those tough cuts right now. In my last startup, this was a critical mistake that I made. I kept holding out thinking more capital is just around the corner or that my unit economics would make a sudden leap forward. Because of this, I didn't make those tough cuts to the burn until it was way too late. This proved to be a fatal mistake in my case. It's really hard to cut costs and damn, it's much, much harder to fire people, especially those that have supported you so well. This much I know, but as we say, or at least I tend to say it a lot, it's nothing personal. 
It's just business. Uh, I guess I would wrap up this thought and recommend that you really think deeply about power law or the 80-20 rule, aka only 20% of what you do actually matters. Now the tough part for you, figuring out what that 20% is and doing a lot more of that. Best of luck with that, and I hope to see you on the other side of this market downturn sometime in, say, 2025.